Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to another show. I'm so deeply honored to have you all here. Today, we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Marit. She is a sole purpose mentor and the founder of the Life Academy. And I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome, Marit. How are you doing? Tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) How are you? I'm so good. I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, you know, I, I loved you from the minute that I met you last year. Um, and I'm so loved by what you're doing and how you're you're sharing in such a genuine way um, your own stories and inspiring others to also rise into their own power. Um, so I'm so glad to have you for myself and talk to you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you're so sweet. Thank you so much for being here. It's truly my pleasure. Marit and I met casually on Instagram for those who don't know our little story and Mm -hmm. we ended up connecting and we jumped on a call together and it's just been this real blooming of a relationship between the two of us and uh, yeah I'm just like I receive your weekly emails and I just absolutely love them and I love the little nuggets of nourishment that I get from them and the messages that you share and I would love for you to tell us and our listeners and our viewers a little bit about yourself what got you into being a sole purpose mentor where where are you at in your life right now Wow, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that that you read my my uh, weekly emails. Um, they're called Monday Rising, and I really started it last year um, to kind of inspire and encourage our community of purpose-driven women all over the world um, to keep rising every week um, because every week we have new opportunities to unfold more of ourselves, to get closer to you know our future dreams. Um, and we can do that in a way that's enjoyable and fun. Um, and that in a nutshell also <laughs> explains what I do. Um, and yeah, I really support other women to to start to truly understand their sole purpose. Like, why are you here? What are you here to do, to feel, to give, to create, to offer to others, to the world? Um, and often things, oftentimes it's uh, things that only you can share. Um, and it's not only about getting crystal clear on that, it's also about, all right, how can you start to make that come to life in a way that is energizing and that is enjoyable? Because so often when we start to make changes in our lives to in the end get closer to the life that we imagine for ourselves, we start to get overwhelmed, sometimes even overwhelmed before we take one step. Mm-hmm. How can we or you, you know, we're all different. Um, what are your unique ways to make your unique purpose come to life? Um, and one way that, yeah, you can call it a tool <laughs> um, or kind of a resource that a lot of us are missing in our lives is community. Um, and it's really having a group of, for us other women, um, like you, <laughs> who are on their own journeys, um, but also are in the journey of rising into our power and kind of starting to, to you know, peel up the onion peels to our true selves and starting to step into that, um, which doesn't come without fears or doubts, um, a lot of imposter syndrome. Um, so by doing that together, um, and yeah, I, I call that kind of, kind of coaching circles um, that I host, we can 
start together, um, but for ourselves, start to see that, oh, wow, I can do this. I have it in me to do this. Um, let's take one step and see. Um, then you take one step, you run into something, and there's your circle again to remind you, now you can take the other step. <laughs> let's yeah. go. Um, and that's and that's the beauty of community and circles. Um, it's 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 you know it's no secret that group energy or group kind of attitude is very contagious. Mm -hmm. um, so you can imagine like how you would be if you're in a circle with five other women where it's all you know the attitude is really about let's make something out of this life. Mm -hmm. shine our brightest light and have our unique impact um and um yeah and that's in a nutshell what i do um with life academy i love it thank you so much for sharing there's one really interesting piece that you mentioned about imposter syndrome could you talk a little bit more about what imposter syndrome is <laughs> imposter syndrome is a huge compliment because it means that you're going out there and you're getting in situations that push you a little bit, not out of your comfort zone, but to the edge, it means that you have a growth opportunity. And positive syndrome means that you're on the right track. And I know that we all always talk so negatively about imposter syndrome, but I'm like, if someone comes to me like, oh, I'm so, you know, I have a hard time like stepping onto this platform and start to shine my light. You know, that's kind of what imposter syndrome is. Like, like am, am, I, am I good enough for that? Am I worthy of that? Like, what do people think? You know, what if I fail? What if I disappoint myself? <laughs> <laughs> These are all fears that come with rising into your power. Mm -hmm. So what I help women with is how to start to work with those fears. Because imposter syndrome comes from deeper fears that we have. Mm -hmm. so what are these fears here to tell you you know like I, I I have imposter syndrome every day because I also expand every day like every day I'm, I'm trying something new <laughs> how to how to reach more women how to have a bigger impact but I have the tools that work for me to deal with that imposter syndrome. And how I like to see it is that, oh, here's a fear. It's something in my body telling me, hey, watch out, there's a risk here. No mm -hmm. fear means your body telling you there's a risk for something uncomfortable. Okay, thanks, body. <laughs> um, whether it's a real risk, you know, or not real risk. Like, I'm definitely going to survive coming on a podcast with you. Like, I'll walk away maybe. <laughs> maybe a little, little. actually, I won't because I, I've, I've done this a few times. But in the beginning, I would be very nervous and I would walk away. Like, my energy would be down. But I survive, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, hey, fear, what are you here to tell me? <laughs> mm -hmm. And then very often it's, well, I'm, I'm afraid, for example, that you don't know what to say. It's like, oh, that's actually great information. So how can I make you feel better and make you feel safe? What if you write down a few things you want to talk about um, or write down um, the first and the last sentence, you know, just to kind of go into conversation with that fear. Um, I call that self-coaching. <laughs> 
so you become kind of two you know we are we're all different parts within so you can you can step into kind of your self-coaching role and talk to your fear um and they're like well thank you now i know what to do to make you feel safe and i can still do what i know that i want and need to do Mm -hmm. to live my best life and to show up as as the powerful woman that i know i am with the fear (laughs) But, uh, but I'm here to expand that powerful side of me. Um, so that, that's what, what my take is on imposter syndrome. It's an amazing compliment that you're going out there. I really appreciate that perspective because you're right. Inherently, we often associate uh, imposter syndrome as being something bad or something negative, And then we beat ourselves up about it. And we're like, oh, no, that thing is here again. And oh, I'm not good enough. And you, you nailed it. I'm not worthy. I'm afraid. I don't deserve this. And these are really important pieces for us to uncover because they're all pieces of our intricate little puzzle that we were crafted in. And now we need to start actually assessing how do these pieces fit and how can I actually use these as a source of power rather than a source of disempowerment. And I think the way that you framed it is is really beautiful. Love that. Um, Yeah, because it, it is we are not just, you know, that fear of imposter syndrome. We're, we are also always an other part. Um, and we have the power, you know, or the conscious power to step into the role that we want to play. And one thing I want to say here is that it's important to validate that fear. Don't just push it, push it away or tell yourself, oh, I just need to discipline myself. I'm just going to push myself you're going to burn out don't do that Mm -hmm. really how to sit with that fear let it do its job you know fear fear is literally a 90 second physical sensation it's called an emotion Mm -hmm. (laughs) let it energies in motion (laughs) exactly exactly um and 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 there is a sense of you know kind of radical self-compassion like if you if you want to go out there and live your purpose and really have your impact, we need to be so compassionate with ourselves and allow us to have all these emotions that we do have, because otherwise we're we're not gonna we're we're gonna be very tempted to just stop and go back to the comfortable life that we had, mm-hmm. but where we're we're not happy. I agree, and I often remind people that we don't grow from a place of comfort. We grow from the discomfort because the discomfort lets us know, as you mentioned earlier, what our edge is, yeah. you know, what are we bumping up against? It's like, Oh, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this thing today with Marit. And I'm like, kind of feeling a little bit like uneasy about it. What is this uneasiness and having yeah. the sharpened awareness to actually say, Oh, wow, I'm feeling some buzzing in my chest. Okay. What is this buzzing? Oh, it's anxiety. Okay. What's underneath the anxiety fear. What is the fear about when you can get to that? There might be 17 layers before you get to the fear part, but knowing that you can get to the fear and to the core, which is that fear, yeah. or whatever, whatever other underlying uh, emotion it is, that's like, that's the, that's the key. That's the ticket. That's the key yeah. to the door as far as I'm concerned. And once you're in, you get this whole new world that you get to explore. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you're exploring this new world. So you're probably running into all these, you know, beliefs and, and small and big traumas that, that are somehow subconsciously holding you back. 
in this area in life and probably also in another other areas in life. Um, and when you feel that, you know, going back to imposter syndrome, like if you feel it in a moment, self-coach yourself through it. Later on, when you when you have time, really take an hour or so to to put pen to paper <laughs> mm-hmm. and and discover what is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can really get to the root of the the kind of cause of the underlying belief you have that is limiting you um, in being the powerful you that we all are. Um, but it's it's overshadowing us. Um, and that's that's also with with any emotion. It's really um, emotion that we call negative. I don't see any emotion as as bad. Like I I really learned to embrace them all because we have them. So why label them? Definitely, you could you could label them all, all as positive. I think <laughs> they're all they positive. all have a purpose, just like we do. And they're all he- telling us something. We have emotions to tell us something. Um, and especially, for example, when you, when we feel anxiety, that is our sign that there's so many different emotions happening in our body that, that we're like heating up. <laughs> we don't know what to do. And I love how you were like, start to label them, you know, go down. And that's how our nervous system calls down is really by, by self-coaching ourselves, by labeling, oh, I'm actually feeling joy in this but also this fear and also some anger and and they're really like starting to to calm ourselves down by gaining self-knowledge that's that's kind of what it is just the awareness um and i love what what there's this quote by Eckhart Tolle um i think awareness is the greatest actor for change something like that and it's so true like once you have the the true self-awareness um, of all the different things that are going on in our mind, in our, in our physical body, and our emotional level, um, spiritual level, like you start to really gain this kind of self empowerment to shift things um, and to to free yourself from all these little things that are holding us back um, in a lot of areas of life. I agree. I also picked up on something when you were talking about living your purpose and you mentioned fear showing up as a 90 second feeling or emotion and by suppressing it and pushing it down, you can actually cause or create burnout. Can you speak a little bit more about burnout and, and discovering your oh, um, So much. Um, and I love talking with you about it because this is something that we connected on um, a year ago. Um, yeah, and, and not living your purpose um, means you're not living in alignment with who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And I think alignment is a very important uh, word for, for all of us to truly think about and, and see what it means for us. Um, but for me, it really means that, that I'm in alignment with myself. So, so my external world that I created, um, you know, from from how I spend my days and how I spend my minutes um, to the people I hang out with, to the people I over the food I eat, um, to really start to make everything in alignment with who I truly am, meaning my needs, my values, um, 
my my desires, my dreams, my visions for the future, my interests and curiosity, my quirks, quirks, I don't know how to say quirks, you Um, got it. (laughs) So really how to start to know yourself and then then very intentionally um, kind of curate your life in a way that that you and your life are in alignment. Mm -hmm. Every day we're going out of misalignment too. Mm -hmm. And then it's our kind of, kind of um, main main kind of task in life or challenge in life to teach ourselves how to bring ourselves back into alignment at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's, I think, basically mindfulness. Where it is, mindfulness, yeah. <laughs> um, and for most of my life, I lived totally out of alignment. Mm-hmm. I was living... Um, by chasing dreams um, and milestones and and external things, but also internal things that I thought I needed to have or feel or do. Um, and I really thought also I wanted those things. I really thought I did um, because that's how, how the conditioning works, right? Mm-hmm. Society plants all these dreams in us that aren't really our dreams at all or don't, make us happy or, or or empowered at all um so for years I, w- I was you know doing the studies the management studies the consultancy jobs like that so lived all over the world like great life <laughs> <laughs> totally totally not in alignment with me and it made me so stressed in my body so stressed, I, w- I wasn't even aware of that it was stress, stress from misalignment uh, and doing things that, that somehow deep down my soul was trying to tell me, it's not for you, <laughs> get out. Try to yeah. <laughs> quiet um, voice. <laughs> yeah, like, um, oh, what was, that? what was that sound? Oh, well, it's just, <laughs> just a silly vision I have from a future. It's not going to happen anyway. I like, can't do that. <laughs> Shut the door. <laughs> no, no, I already made the decision to do this route, so I'm gonna stick to this. You know, like I was really tough on myself in that way, um, and it made me physically ill. Like that stress in my body made me physically ill, and I developed all these autoimmune diseases, like um, chronic fatigue, and all these other mystery things. Um, and at some point. I was I spent a year in bed, around my bed, like walking across the street to the bakery. Was like, oh my gosh, can't do it. And I, I had no. I, the thing was that I kind of had an excuse of what, you know, it's like, oh, I have chronic fatigue. You know, oh, there's something. My body is not working well. You know, I could blame my body or the illness for me not going out and, and doing the things that that I'm here to do, like my purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't, um, how you say, courage, I think courageous enough to say, whoa, I caused this to myself. Mm-hmm. I caused this to myself by not getting real what I really want and need to feel myself, feel like myself, feel fulfilled, feel joy, um, and live the life that I, I know I need to create and live for me to feel good, feel in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And once I started to realize that, like, oh, I'm the creator of my life. I created all this, including this disease. Everything changed. Mm -hmm. And so quick. I got my health back. <laughs> I found my dream job. Got my love, found the love of my life. Um, lived in beautiful places. And, and now with our community and, and now completely living in alignment with me um, because I, as a you know, founder, you really um, can, can work on the things that you know really need to, need to happen I want and you want to happen um you, I, I do my own you know time management I live by my own energies um and since I do that which totally means I left all my kind of dreams and plans I had and mouse and threw them out the window <laughs> freed myself from it so that I so that I could kind of go against the grain of what society told me or maybe parents told me or or you know people around told me oh you're good at this you should do this blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. but I also internalized myself told myself too and freed myself from all that so that I could create a life that is true to me um, and the beauty is and I'd love to hear from you how you experience that is that once you do it's not just you know more enjoyable life doesn't become more meaningful for us um, and we experience that true alignment, alive, aliveness. <laughs> we don't just, uh, you know, it, it's not that we're living your purpose, living alignment that we feel good um, and fulfilled. It's also when we start to shine our brightest light on others mm -hmm. and start to um, really show up in, in our best way. So I am, way more able to be there like truly be there for for friends and family um and really for our community and, and my mentees um but also in a bigger sense you know like like I'm here to build up life academy in a way that that my deeper mission is that that it that it helps um kind of push the movement of sustainable economy sustainable business forward um i want to be a part of that and I, I want to support that and this is my way of doing that um so all that said it's, it's when you live your purpose it's not just for yourself that you feel better that you feel your best actually is that you also give your best mm -hmm. that you feel energized and and so in your in your power um, that you can give yourself your best self to others too. Um, and that's why I think purpose is one of the most powerful tools we have out there um, because they, they, it is a tool, right? It's, it's just something that, that we made up, <laughs> um, but it works. It's really, um, it's really powerful. How is that for you? Uh, it's really interesting. You know, my first question is, where do you feel these beliefs come from that we have to live a certain way, that we have to be a certain way? Oh, no, 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 you shouldn't do this because you're really great at this. And you nailed all, almost all of them. You're like from family, from school, from counselors, from society, mm -hmm. from religion. All of these things try to dictate to us, oh, you need to be this. You need to fit in this box. 
Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit in this box, then we can probably find you another box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it even less, but it's all yeah. about putting people inside a box. And yeah. you and I both know that we don't fit inside of a box. Most people don't no, fit no. inside of a box. <laughs> and the box is the comfort zone. The yeah. box is the comfort zone that keeps people in that employee mindset, in that mindset where they can only work for someone else in exchange yeah. for a paycheck. And this is where you and I really deeply connected too, because when we first met, this is what we were talking about. We talked about how we were both working these corporate jobs and we'd been all over the place. Like I'd been all over Canada with my corporate job and it was great. I was like, wow, this is awesome. But I was so tired and I was sick. I was hospitalized and all this dramatic physical ailment stuff that was going on. I was like, what the hell is this crap? Like, you know, I'm super fit. I work out all the time. I eat really clean. And I'm like, why is my body so sick? I wasn't listening. That was the first part. I wasn't listening. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. And, and, you know, like I knew that because before I had met you, like I was off for almost a year before I had met you. And like, I was just going through this like deep recovery. And I recently learned through German new medicine that the longer it takes you to recover, the recovery is usually when we're sick. That's usually the healing phase of whatever trauma or or thing or stress that we're experiencing. That's the healing phase. And the longer it takes, the longer you know you are in the conflict active stage. And the conflict active stage is the stressful environment. In yeah. my case, the abuseful work environment, you know, not feeling valued, not feeling appreciated not knowing what your role was and like I could tell some pretty interesting stories about what happened in that situation I just think it's so interesting to tie it all back to the fact that we probably wouldn't have gotten into those situations if we would have had you know a proper encouragement to cultivate our own voice and our own inner knowing at a much younger age instead of, Oh, well, you should just be a lawyer and a doctor because they're always in need or, Oh, you should, you should just do this because that's what women are good at. Mm, we're good at a lot of things that people don't give us credit for. Like yeah. you'd be good at a lot of things people don't give us credit for. And I'm curious your perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, I think it's something that happens so like subliminal mm-hmm. that especially when we're very young um we we get all these um reactions from other people to us and and we take that in um and one of the biggest things that that I do and I support my mentees with is to start to hear and listen to and trust their own inner guidance because society really teaches us to if you want to do something new or you want to do inner healing or to ask the expert to ask google to read the magazine to try the how-to and the frameworks so we were very kind of prime to go out and look for answers out there it's amazing that it all exists but it's it's never your answer because it's all inspiration 
like please see it as inspiration all the outside because the answer is already within mm -hmm. and with answers i mean <laughs> your next step mm -hmm. um and that's what i always try to try to do with 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 um, the women in our communities, really support them in and creating kind of spaces for them to hear their own voice. Because if I had that space five years ago, I would have heard that inner voice, right? That was always there. Uh, th this is not for you. I think you should try something else. Uh, this is not where you're going to find fulfillment or you're going to, you know, have your impact. Do something else. Um, we we don't we don't really are taught how to do that. And, it, and and it's very important to realize that we all have the skill to listen to our gut and our intuition or inner knowing, wisdom, however you want to call it. But but we, we are not taught how to practice it. Um, it's a skill, so we can all learn it um, and start and start to live by our own guidance. And um, so wherever, you know, in, in our in our younger days, like like that, that influence came from and we have those beliefs in the end we it's us maintaining that belief mm -hmm. um, so sometimes i don't really even care where it comes from <laughs> um well it is very it, it can be very very um liberating too to know that so so we go through these exercises but more interestingly and it becomes most powerful when we start to shift them and 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 have these beliefs and start to you know you have a belief that's kind of not truly you and then you have your gut and the true you who has your true wisdom um and who you truly are and your true beliefs about yourself and the world <laughs> mm -hmm. to kind of expand that so i like to always focus on expanding that so that those beliefs like definitely you know try to find out what they are but by expanding this they will become smaller kind of automatically mm -hmm. so so in, in my work i always try to approach it in a way that is that's not focused that much on the negative but look at expanding the power and wisdom and experience and talents and strength that you have because then automatically that those will get smaller 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 and disappear um and there is always a time to go back in time and see where where beliefs come from um, and to to unlock those keys but the real um the biggest key in this is really start to expand what you then do believe mm -hmm. I feel that that's what, where where we don't get a lot of support with out there i agree that is a really big pain point and a point of contention i find with a lot of the self-help books it's a lot of you know fluff and pretty flowers <laughs> and all this stuff i'm like this is great you know it, yeah. it gets you on the feeling it gets you on that relatability but it doesn't tell you what to do about it and that's where people like you and people like me come in because this is this is where we get to open the doorway to self-discovery and to cultivating that inner knowing and that inner wisdom by inviting people into that space like into your wonderful community to not only be witnessed by a coach, but to be witnessed by other women who are having a similar experience and who yeah. know what it's like to be in the rough and in the tumble part and in the muck and all the junk 
and to know what it's like to come out of that and to know that you can come out of that and to have the encouragement of like basically your own cheerleading squad, you know, yeah. like you're like this whole cheerleading <laughs> squad is like, Oh, you can do it. You can yeah. do it. And yeah. to, that is like, you almost cannot not do it. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. When I was taking my, uh, my yoga teacher training, I think there were 15 of us. But just knowing that I had those 15 people plus the instructors Mm -hmm. to be accountable for was incredible. It was so motivating for me because I thought to myself on those days when I can't, when I feel like I can't do it for myself, I know that I have to do it for them because they're expecting me and they're going to, you know, hold me accountable. And while that is still an outward force, it was also forcing me to go back in and to do that heavy lifting on the inside and be like, why do I still feel like I need to, you know, meet these people's expectations? Why can't I just meet my own? Part of that was learning about like my cyclical nature, you know, like my seasons. Part of that was learning about working with my my period, my cycle. And then the other part of it was when I took my coaching training, there were 280 women plus half a dozen instructors that I then had to be accountable for. And it got to the point where I was like, I was able to safely lean into that group because I had a lot of sisterhood wounding. So for me to trust a group of women and a group of that size of women, I was like, whoa, like, I don't know if I want to go here. And I'm curious, can you speak a little bit about that? Like for the women who are maybe feeling a little bit hesitant, maybe they don't understand that that's what they're experiencing. Can you offer some reassurance about that? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm so glad you opened up to sisterhood. <laughs> oh, I love sisterhood. That's amazing. Um, to really make a change. And the first thing um, is that anything new we do is scary for our body. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Everything. Because our bodies, they're here to keep us safe, you know. Um, and our bodies in the end are not that they're very intelligent, but not in the sense of where trigger comes from. So when we go do something new, for example, going into a circle of women, um, there is a fear that that is triggered, but our body doesn't know, but, oh, it's actually, you're fine. I know you can handle this. Um, So that's when, when it's really up to us to tune in and tell ourselves and be fine. Um, And, in a circle, at least in the ones that I create, you show up as who you are at that moment. You don't you don't want to say anything and just want to listen and tune into our energy through that way. Be my guest, you know. We we love you nonetheless. Um, you want you want to come in and have something to share. Um, you know, something that that get for, shame is such a big one or mm-hmm. for you share you know if you want to share something let's go um and what what i see so often happening in in all our circles is that um, for example shame guilt um even imposter syndrome and 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 all these yeah these inner blockages that we have they disappear when we're in a circle of women and suddenly like like you're Ego can tell you anymore, oh, you should feel shame for this because we all are like this. Because shame and, and guilt, they feed from loneliness, right? And the antidote is 
the group of unity. Right. <laughs> and and suddenly, wow, it, it just lifts, you know, and, and you just feel feel like your true self. And that's what why why I, for example, host programs um, like my my kind of signature program is called Life Curators um, to really from the that you know tune into your self empowerment to curate all areas of your life um, so that that you feel your best so you can give your best um, and we do that you know sometimes that women like oh can I go through this one on one with you and I'm like oh so what holds you back to do with the groups like oh, I'm just scared, or oh, I have such specific things, and it's like, you don't. <laughs> we all, like, all our issues, um, or what we call issues, manifest in a different way, very unique. Mm -hmm. But the underlying processes are so similar for all of us. Mm -hmm. And once we start to realize that by tapping into a circle, we realize, like, oh, I'm not the only one, I'm not crazy. You know, we not all alone. do this and we all run into it and we all have the power to to work through it. Um, the most powerful thing about a circle, though, and this is why I want everyone to start <laughs> their own circle, join yours, join mine, because I always like to like to think, you know, how we're like rising um, into the next levels of ourselves, which is we, we that's a forever journey right never ends extension, yeah yeah extension rising so every time we kind of go into the next level of ourselves right so that's that's just what's happening so many people stay on one level because we're never taught how to keep going upwards you know or onwards or however you want to say it. um so there's always like within us the the self that is kind, kind of starting to be outdated Mm -hmm. We're ready to rise from into our new selves, into the next level of ourselves. Mm -hmm. What happens in, in a circle is that maybe during the day, you know, you're still in that kind of older version of yourself where it feels frustrating, it's overwhelming, it's underwhelming, <laughs> it's, um, it's confusing there, and you're like, oh, there's more to me. <laughs> um, and when you start to go in a circle, you start to embody the next level of yourself. So when you embody that more and more and more by, by being in that safe container of a circle where you can, you have your soundboard, you know, you can kind of test out like, oh, if I, for example, one of my mentees, um, she, she is a, a new, newly trained sex, sexuality coach. So she's really like, how can I start to embody that? You know, like I know everything when I'm in the coaching call, I'm, I, I'm on fire, but how to like get out there and, and, and start to communicate to the world um, what I do and what I, what my message is. Um, so when she's in a circle, you just see her like light up. <laughs> mm -hmm. I see it when we work one-on-one, -on -one, but even more when, when we're in a circle because you have five other women who like send you these good vibes, you know, like, yeah, more of that. Yeah, I love it. Let's mm -hmm. go. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're social animals. Like we need, oh, we need that confirmation and, and I'm never going to say that I don't need that or that, that, you know, no one needs that. We all need kind of that reassurance or, or even maybe permission, you know, if I was a monk, I probably would be able to give that to myself, but we're not, <laughs> we live in the modern times. So just tap into a circle of women so they can be kind of, 
you know, give you that mock feeling of I'm so good as who I am right now mm-hmm. um, and start to embody that. So then you do that more and more and more. It becomes your new nature, your new kind of habitual kind of way of showing up. Mm-hmm. And then you become that person. You know, mm-hmm. beta is very centered um, and feels empowered. And that sounds like a lot, <laughs> but it's really the fear of joining a circle is probably the first time you'll feel it, maybe the second time you'll feel it until you become addicted to it and it's the most healthy, energizing addiction you can you can imagine. Mm. Mm. I'd like to also elaborate on circles because people often think that, you know, women gathering in circles, you know, like it's new or it's a new age thing. And if you think back to where there were cities and, you know, concrete jungles, we were living in the jungle, we were living in our tribes and, you know, the men would be out hunting and doing whatever and the women would be gathered together. They would be cooking, they would be taking care of the children. They would be helping each other. If one was sick, they would be like, you go rest. I'll take care of your child while you take rest and while you get better. And I feel like that's been sort of a lost art. But I also recognize that part of the reason why sometimes people feel resistant to gathering in those communities, gathering in those circles, and I've experienced this myself many times, is it's the rejection, you know, whether it be from past life or whether it be from, you know, a current uh, a current life situation. Like I remember being in school and, you know, girls picking on me because of whatever. And they would like, mm-hmm. you know, get in their little groups and then they talk smack about you. And then they're like, they're not your friend for two weeks. And then you're all by yourself. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, like how come Rochelle's over here by herself? And so, you know, like that can be scary. And some people don't even remember that those are the experiences mm-hmm. that they had. But to tie it back into what we initially began talking about, that awareness and looking inward to go, Hey, like what is showing up for me right now? Like, why is this fear here? And then you might have like a little inkling or you might get a little flash of a memory or you might have like that little, that little buzzing in your stomach. And you're like, Oh, this feels kind of familiar. It's not foreign. It's actually familiar because it's been here for so freaking long and it's time for me to go, Hey, like I got to get over this. I got to get over this, you know, whatever happened in, in middle school or grade school or, or whatever these people experienced. But that like, that's a real fear because in, in yeah. tribal communities, you get cast out, you're probably dying because you no longer have the protection of the community. You no longer have the safety and protection of the community and the knowing that you're going to be. Is that, is that like that too? Yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's it is going to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And it still not, feels like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're very, you're very right. Um, and I, it, it all comes down to, you know, our, our um, you know, we embrace and celebrate individualism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and one being better than the other or, you know, internal powers. Um, for me, it was actually as a child, um, I, I was born and grew up in Switzerland for 10 years. Um, where kids are very nice. Like we were very kind of polite to each other, you know, truly helping each other. I was actually very safe, which I didn't realize until I moved to the Netherlands when I was 10 or I was eight. And I was like, why are you guys so mean? Oh, I didn't really mean. And, and I know that, that 
that I was always like a little, little, little closed and, and kind of introverted, you know, observer kind of type. And, uh, but there, then I really closed up because like, you guys, this is going to hurt. I'm going to close now. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it took so long. It was actually <laughs> like, like two months ago or something. I'm my friend on the, on the phone with, which is one of my, my oldest friends. Um, and I was just sharing with her what's going on in my life. And she's like, whoa, I, I, I never really hear you like, like share so much about yourself. <laughs> these are things I'm also still unlocking and, and I'm gonna have you know it's gonna take a while until I, I truly you know I feel very safe and also in my in my mentor role and my educator role because the spotlight is not on me like I have things to unlock here too you know yeah. um, and 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 uh, and it was really something that I realized then too like wow like it's, I think that switching cultures um really closed me off in in some ways um and on top of that which i know that one many of the women in in our circles identify with too is that we we are kind of uh, many of us are taught um uh, to to be independent woman mm -hmm. meaning she figures it all out by herself mm -hmm. Right, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that's one thing in society we heard, you know, in this generation, like feminism, <laughs> we're we're gonna do this ourselves. Um, and it took me a while until I realized that independent woman means that I live life and curate life of my standards, and I bring in the people <laughs> to help me do that, and I dare, you know, to to bring them in. Uh, which at some point really is not about daring anymore. It's just about wanting it and, and enjoying it. Um, beginning, it can definitely be scary. Um, and, and yeah, that was one of the beliefs that I really had to rewrite um, because independent woman does not do it alone. We can't. Also, I don't know anyone who can. Yeah, I think that's a really beautiful way to encapsulate this as well because that teaching that you know we have to do it all ourselves that's such bullshit like it's yeah. such bullshit it's such bullshit to, to think yeah. that oh I have to do this all myself and even as a mentor and a coach and a teacher you know we like you said we still have so much to learn we haven't mastered everything if we've mastered everything then you know we would have other people likely doing all of the work for us but the fact that we we get to assist others in their journey to self-discovery and in their journey to self-awareness and into developing, you know, their their empowerment and feeling what does my divine life purpose look like? That is I, I mean, I maybe I'm a little bit about this, but I like I feel like that is the nuts and bolts of the whole foundation of everything. And yeah. I think it would be very uh, what's the word? It would be very egotistical to think that you've learned this one thing and that's all you've ever had to learn in your entire life. And I think sometimes people get a little bit hung up with that. They think, oh, I'm just, I'm just here to learn what my purpose is. Well, that's great. But your purpose is multifaceted, like a diamond with 10,000 lights shining through it. Like you need to recognize that it's not just a one-sided piece of paper kind of thing. Like even paper has more facets and sides to it, you know, than we acknowledge. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think it's a beautiful way to 
to recognize who you are foundationally. And while those experiences may have happened to us, and like you mentioned, shifting cultures, that's a pretty dramatic shift to shift cultures. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, my experience, I was in grade two when we moved from one side of a province to another side of the province. The education system was a year behind where I originally came from. So I had a lot of catching up to do. And thankfully, I had a really wonderful teacher who recognized my potential, knew the school system that I was coming from and was willing to put in the extra effort and work to get me up to speed so that I didn't feel like, you know, the little lost sheep in the class. I got to actually be a part of the class. And then I ended up, you know, surpassing things because somebody was there who believed in me. And that's what we are as mentors, as coaches, as teachers. Like we're here to support each and every person who connects with us and to nurture them and nourish them in a way that says, Hey, you've got this. And when you feel like you don't, you check in with me and I'll remind you that you've got this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we all need that. Um, and I love also um, how uh, my three cousins, they're going to, uh, they're in the Montessori school system. Yes. And geez, they're so much themselves, like their own personality. Mm-hmm. And I know they're going to run into the same things as we all do when, you know, you, you're a little older and you have to pick your profession. And, yeah. But they, they are from such a young age. So, you know, one just walks in and stands in the middle of the room, starts singing to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh gosh, you're so like in tune with, 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 with you, with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like no shame, and and that's really because, because and that's what I love about the story is that that kids are so celebrated for who they are, mm-hmm. encouraged for who they are, um, and yeah, my partner too. Like you, he he's extremely like good with school stuff, <laughs> like with tests and stuff. He's really good, um, and and he was in school. You know, he would for you know there's there's a mathematical. Um, mystery to solve and he would just do it like blah, 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 and, and go very quick and, and in its own way and the teacher would be like but you didn't do all the steps like why would I do all the steps like like I can't <laughs> if I know how to solve the problem let me solve the problem yeah like I did it and now I'm done I'm just you know and your way is not the only way <laughs> <laughs> and, and then to be then talked down on you know Mm-hmm. and to be like no that's wrong you know it's like it's just, and and that's something that that he had to unlock too like oh no like I don't I I just see things differently um see things how, how they can work faster more efficient let's go and he mm-hmm. made his profession now to do that <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but it's really like these little things that like he was so young like and he remembers the teacher that experience and, and it leaves a mark um, and it's up to us to to unlock these marks and then turn it into something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's not like we have to remove the mark, but we have to understand why the mark was put there in the first place. And the mark, the way I see the mark is it's a starting point. Yeah. You, you know, you, you were this until you got to that mark, and now you're at that mark, and that mark is now your new starting line. So where do you go from here? Where would you like to go from here? And what new mark do you want to leave and create? And where do you want to go from there? I think they're all just maps on a dot or dots on a map where you can just sort of figure out which direction you want to go. And if it's the entire world, that's fine. Like, yeah. take your time. Let's go. We have a lifetime to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, with that being said, I would love to hear, do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners and our viewers as we close? And how can people get in touch with you, Marit? Uh, <laughs> final words of wisdom. Um, one thing um, I've been thinking a lot about is, especially in this year, is optimism um, and how optimism is so often misunderstood as kind of looking the other way um, and kind of false positive, positive, positivity. <laughs> Um, sorry, English is like my fifth language. <laughs> um, but optimism in the end is being so hyper aware of what's going on right now and seeing things that are not good as, all right, we got to focus on this and change it. In our society, a lot of things right now for a long time, but now we're becoming more aware of it. Um, but also in our own lives um, and how to truly see that as the mark, the starting point. I love that. And how to see like, all right, I'm going, I see a light at the end of this tunnel. I have no idea what this light is going to be, what it's going to look like, or what I'm going to find, <laughs> but I know it can be better. Mm -hmm. And I know if I keep going, keep rising, keep journeying, I can get to that light and figure and you discover what beauty and, and peace is there. That's optimism to me. It's kind of that hope and that energy to go there. Find your own crew of people to infect you with the optimistic virus. Yes. <laughs> That's the only virus you need. Optimism right now. You need optimism of yes you can freaking do this that light is real it's not some silly dream does you live in your potential and your purpose you live in your best life let's go we're here to hold you to support you to cry with you laugh with you root for you let's go and the, that's kind of the main message of all that i do is that light is real you're here Let's do this together. Let's go. No need to do it alone. Thank you so much. And how can people get in touch with you? How can they connect with you? I am on Instagram. I am on LinkedIn. Um, you can connect with me through my email, team at lifeacademy.co, not .com, but .co. Um, you can find me there. I'm also launching my new website soon, lifeacademy.co. I'm on Instagram at Marit O-U-W-E, Marit Owe. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me there. And I have an invitation for anyone who's listening who would like to try out our, our circles and our uh, community vibe is that I host a monthly community coffee break, um, solely free, um, virtual, so you can tune in from wherever. And it's, it's really simple. We get together for 30 minutes um, and it's always so energizing um, and healing and kind of check in with yourself and setting your intentions and seeing, you know, that you're not alone, that, that very often we're in the same kind of vibe and running into the same things. Um, so I would love to invite you to and just DM me wherever you can find me and I'll send you the link to uh, sign up for the next one. 
Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest here. It's been my absolute pleasure to have you here, Marit, and I look forward to next time. Thank you. I love talking to you, and I hope to see you again soon. So fun. And let's host something together. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes.